Today we are going to talk about surrender. Surrender is something really close to my heart and I think surrender is one of the most important qualities for a spiritual seeker. And if somebody has surrender, then that one quality is actually even enough at times to just take you there. But what is surrender? What is the importance of surrender in the life of a spiritual seeker? And how does one surrender? So let's start with understanding how does one become a billionaire? To become a billionaire, if you are born in a middle class family, you can imagine how much one has to put in an effort, how much one has to work to become. It will easily take a few decades, no? But what if you are born to an Ambani family or Tata's or Birla's or Warren Buffet or Bill Gates, then do you have to struggle? Not at all. Because you are born a billionaire. No effort. Zero effort. Surrendering is the same. When you surrender, there is no more effort which is required at all. You become, you reach the ultimate immediately. And in fact, surrender is sometimes better than being uh, born to a billionaire. And how? See, how many people can be born to billionaires, right? They would have limited children. And how many billionaires are there? There has to be a limited number. And we don't even know how to uh, do that, right? Uh, how do I make sure that I will bond to an Ambani family? But is there a limit to how many people can surrender? Not at all. Everybody can surrender and reach the ultimate. Everyone. There is no limit. Wherever you are born, whichever family you are born, whatever you do, if you surrender, you reach the ultimate. Second is... Even if you are born into a billionaire family, your father is going to have expectations from you. No, they would expect you to grow the business, take it forward or do something about it, most likely. But when you surrender to a guru or a master, there are no expectations, not at all. You can do whatever you want to do with your life. It's completely your choice. The master has no expectations from you. Once you surrender and what you get, it is up to you, entirely up to you, what you want to do with your life now. And finally, even if you are born to a billionaire, you sure are going to die one day. Okay? Even if you live for 100 years, 200 years, you are surely to die. That is for sure. And then where will that status go? It is gone. But when you surrender what you get, it is eternal, eternal. Not only this life, Forever, for the rest of all your lives, eternally, what you get will stay with you. So that is the difference between being becoming a billionaire and surrendering to a guru. Now I know a question that comes is, how does one surrender? And how do you actually do that? What is the process of surrendering? Someone may ask, right? For those who surrender, they don't ask those questions, but I can really understand for those who find it very difficult. Because surrendering, as I said, is the shortest route to the ultimate. There is nothing else which is true. So, uh, you know, actually, all of us surrender unknowingly every night when we sleep. Think about it. Don't we actually surrender to the sleep? Because we are letting go of everything. What is surrendering uh, meaning? It means you are just letting go. Once you sleep, you don't know whether you're going to get up in the morning. You have forgotten everything about your family, who you are, what is your bank balance, what are the problems, what position you have. 
nothing is remembered nothing at all and the moment the sleep takes over we don't resist at all and those who resist and cannot sleep we know how much they suffer even if we have had certain moments when we were unable to sleep they have been tough moments for sure because we know you know sleep is what gives us the maximum rest it helps us to refresh again so we all know how to surrender to sleep similarly when we travel when we take a flight or we sit in a train or we sit in a car don't we surrender to the driver to the pilot to the tra- traffic to the weather to so many other conditions how do we do that how are we possibly able to do that imagine when we take a flight let's say i have some work in bangalore and i need to fly from pune so you know like i can choose many options what to do so i may decide to take a flight now the moment i step out of my house there is a risk that i am taking no while reaching the airport although we don't think about it and especially when we are in the flight at that time you have completely surrendered or you can say you just trust the system you know that so many flights reach safely so the mind knows that it has no choice surrenders to the pilot surrenders to the weather conditions and to the air traffic control system also but what makes us do that because there is a survival process involved here i know it is important for me to go to bangalore whether it is regarding my job or if i have to meet a family or there is something important although i may still be a little scared i may still be skeptical but i have literally no choice so i have to go ahead and take on that flight and i accept it i know that anything can go wrong but then i do that maybe you know when um, i go by a train or by a car to bangalore i may feel a little more in control because i feel like you know i'm on the ground although you will agree that that time also there is hardly any control you are at the mercy of the driver at the mercy of the other drivers and the traffic overall anything can happen but we do that so what was i saying that the mind gives up at a point mind says yes you know it is not in my hands i have to do this we don't think much about it we just go ahead and take on that flight or take on the tro- train or get on the road actually even when you walk on the road you are in surrender because walking on the road is equally dangerous you don't know how what other people are doing or when we go for a surgery and allow the doctor to perform a surgery on us by giving us anesthesia so let's say something is wrong with my brain and uh, you know some neurological disorder and i have to get myself treated wouldn't i just go and surrender to the doctor but why because it is a survival process we are able to surrender in such situations where we have no choice we are able to let go we are able to let ourselves in the hands of other people other professionals but when it comes to surrender then why do some people find it so difficult to surrender why can anybody tell what do you think and i'm sure in this group today we have you know those who find it very easy to surrender and those who find it very difficult why is it so difficult to surrender what do you think is coming in the way would anybody like to share their views here i would really like to hear from you satya is saying ego yes ego saying that i know is that what you mean satya swati is also saying ego ego and comfort zone suma is saying comfort zone yeah you're right in surrender there is a risk that you are taking and you don't want to uh, do that and i is saying insecurity and lack of faith right 
absolutely anaya insecurity and lack of faith you don't trust see that's exactly what i'm saying when you go to a doctor at that time also you just allow you just allow your body to be taken over the doctor is going to give you an anesthesia and god knows what he's going to do at the same time if you see he also doesn't give you 100% uh, guarantee that you will be treated they make you sign a form that maybe you know something can go wrong with the surgery and you may even die your uh, family members have to go and sign that paper and we do that isn't it but then why do we still go ahead and get it done from a doctor or a surgeon because there is pain there is suffering and we are just ready to go ahead so that even though we may not have faith even in the doctor we just go ahead and get it done because we are suffering shivani is saying no choice yes absolutely shivani exactly that is what i mean no choice at all gundega is saying mind wants to control the process absolutely gundega yes you know the mind or the ego it wants to be in control that is the thing that's why we say ego it wants to control no but do we have control when we go to a surgeon do we have control when we get on a flight no not at all we just have to take that chance shivani was also saying mind and intellect they come in the way absolutely mind and intellect bindu is saying fear of unknown yes fear of unknown in surrendering to a master or to a guru because we really don't know where we will land sanjay is saying lack of control ego does not allow yes it is all about control ego mind intellect fear that is where it, things are coming in satya is saying ego let me try and fix rather than trusting something that we don't know exists absolutely agree there so let us say that uh, you know if you need to go to bangalore from pune and the choices are you can take a cab you can take a train you can take a flight and your mind sits and says okay i want to be 100% sure that i will reach bangalore safely what is the fear or what is the risk if i take a flight what is the risk if i take a train what is the risk if i take a car and then he just sits down and keeps on you know analyzing wanting to be in control looking for the perfect solution do you think he will ever find a perfect solution is there any way anybody can say that 100% you will reach safely to bangalore from pune whatever mode of transport you may take even if you decide to walk down forget other things right no no there is no way but still we do it is there any way as i said no doctor will give you that guarantee that you will be cured in fact maybe if you don't go for a surgery with your problem you may live for another year or couple of years but if you go for the surgery the doctor may also tell you you may die on the operation table itself right so what a big risk you are taking but we go ahead as you realize there is no choice pandurang is saying ignorance yes clearly ignorance definitely you know that is the foundation that is the base of all the issues because of ignorance there is ego right because of ignorance we want to be in control so clearly punam is saying don't know what and who you are surrendering to you don't know who you are surrendering to do you know the doctor whom you surrender to do you know the pilot who you surrender to i really would like all of us to ask these questions especially those who find it difficult to surrender do you really know your doctor do you really know the pilot my answer you know when i contemplated on it the answer that came to me was that as i have been saying when there is a process of survival when there is no choice as shivani has said over here 
I need to take that flight. I need to get that surgery done. Then I go ahead and do it. Although my mind may still be having questions. But when it comes to surrender, there is no survival issue. There is no urgency at all. Think about it. Is there any urgency to uh, surrender? You can just go on. And therefore, what happens is the mind says, let me think about it. Let me first get all the answers. Let me be 100% sure that this guru will is real one. He will definitely give me what you know he is promising. I hope I will not be cheated because there is a fear of being in the unknown. And so what will happen? You can go on asking questions, asking questions and the process can last a lifetime or maybe many lifetimes. It can go on and there is no hurry. The guru or the master is never in a hurry. The existence is never in a hurry. They are waiting. Okay. The hurry has to come only from you. The hurry has to come how big the pain is. As I said, you will go for that surgery of your brain if it is really painful because you want to get rid of your pain and you are ready to surrender to an unknown doctor. Similarly, when the pain becomes so much, the pain of you know how you are living your life here, what is going on, when the pain becomes so much that you say, no, I just cannot bear it anymore, then you go ahead, surrender. That is the ultimate, that is the final thing. Swati is saying, surrender is out of certain realization. You can say that and the realization is to me that now I cannot, I don't know the answers anymore. I have no control. The situation is absolutely hopeless. I have tried everything that I could possibly. You know, that reminds me of a story of uh, maybe most of you may have heard it about uh, Tibetan masters, uh, Naropa and Milarepa. So Milarepa was, uh, they were both uh, highly acclaimed uh, Tibetan yogis and uh, Milarepa was a disciple of Naropa. So when he went to Naropa, Naropa and he was thinking that, you know, the master will give him something like really amazing to study and will give him the knowledge. And um, Naropa told Milarepa, pick up the stones from the valley and build a house. So he was like confused, amused at what is he saying, but he went ahead. And you can imagine building a house of stones on the mountains and he had to do it all by himself. No help required. But he went ahead and did that. It took him one year to complete a house. And then he went to his master very happy that now the master is going to be very, very happy that I have completed this building of the house and now he will give me the knowledge. And uh, Naropa told him, now please break that house. Okay, go ahead and break it. Milarepa went and broke it. It took him another few months to break the house. Then he came back to his master to check, okay, now he will give me the knowledge. And the master said, go and build one more house again. And this happened seven times. Can you believe it? Seven times. And possibly seven to ten years just passed in this. When the seventh time the house was destroyed, Naropa told Milarepa, I have given you all that I could give you. I cannot give you anything more. Do you need anything else? And Milarepa said, no, I've got it. And he came. So later, uh, disciples of Milarepa asked him and they said, like, really, you know, how did that happen? How could you survive building those houses and breaking them? I mean, how is that just even possible? 
And I just love the answer that uh, Milarepa gave his disciples. You know what he said? He said, when I went to my master, I had decided, I have already wasted so many of my lifetimes, you know, thinking that I am going to control my life. I know how I'm going to do that. Already so much time has wasted. So now let me waste one life at least under the master. Let me do whatever he asks me to do. It is just a matter of one life. Na? So already so many I have wasted on my own. And in one life, I'm going to let go. I will allow my master to take over. And that was it. That's it. So you see, as I said, you know, how much is the pain? How much is your hunger for what you want? And then a time comes when you decide, okay, let me allow the master to take over and let me do what he or she wants me to do. Because I have used my buddhi, my intellect, my mind enough and it has got me nowhere. Nowhere have I reached. Can I not waste one more life? Can I not experiment on one more life? Satya is saying, surrender comes only when we realize it is beyond our control. Yes, Satya, absolutely you are right. That is what we are talking about. Swati is saying, when we talk of surrender, we are talking of passing limitations from one dimension to other dimension. Okay, I didn't get that. But uh, maybe is that what you mean is I'm allowing, I am limited, but I'm just allowing another dimension is my master to let him take over. That is the way I would put it. Yes, Swati is saying. Eventually, it is all mind game. There is a certain kind of mind that just accepts. And possibly it has already done, as we say, million of lifetimes, it has just gone and, you know, tried to do things on its own. And finally, it has already come to this point where it is ready to surrender. But then there are minds which are yet not ready, who still want to think of a perfect solution. And as I said, someone wanting to go from Pune to Bangalore, can keep on thinking. And if there is no survival issue, maybe he can spend his lifetime thinking of a perfect solution to go from Pune to Bangalore and be 100% sure that he will reach Bangalore safely. And maybe another kind of mind will say, okay, these are the three options. I think taking the flight is the best. Takes on the flight and reaches Bangalore, right? Taking that risk. So what is it that we are going to do? You know, when we surrender, as I said, it is the shortest route. It is really the shortest route. There are uh, three ways that one can surrender. And the easiest of them is surrendering to a master. The first one, surrendering to a master or a guru. Just surrender. What does surrender mean? Let go. Allow them to take over your life. Allow them to tell you what you need to do. And just enjoy your life. You know, just like we say now how... Um, a kitten, we always give example of a kitten. It allows its mother to take wherever it wants. It doesn't question. Okay, the master knows better than I do. And what will the master tell? What does surrender mean? It means now, whatever the master will tell you, you follow his or her instructions and you don't question why. You just go ahead and do that. It, now, it does not happen like a blind belief. I don't suggest that it is a blind belief. That surrender also comes with love. It comes from the heart as a trust. And it is the shortest route. And if you are lucky enough to find someone whom you can trust so much, just go ahead and plunge. You know, make this one desire to surrender to the master so strong that everything else falls away. Then is there any effort involved? Not at all. That is the shortest route. You're already there. And you just go where the guru goes. You know, that is the law. 
you just go with the guru swati is asking does surrender happen when you are worthless you are worthless who is deciding are you saying that i as a disciple am worthless how you evaluate or judge yourself may not be true but whatever you are it really does not matter on the path of spirituality on the path of surrender you don't need to worry at all if you can surrender to someone to a master to a guru you are not worthless at all you are worthy than you are worthier than most other worthy people yes sangeeta is saying surrender comes from trust absolutely that is how it begins it starts with trust and then when you trust the person so much that um, you can allow them to tell you give you instructions what you need to do then the surrender happens and you know like when you surrender couple of beautiful things happen one is that you know when you fall it's it's kind of a love affair with the guru when you fall in love with the guru then naturally you see even when we fall in love with a person okay i'm sure all of us have experienced it we are thinking about that person all the time isn't it and the more we think about so similarly here the more we think about the guru or the master the less we think about other things do you see how beneficial it is because there is no time to think about other things so naturally you move away from all the other worldly materialistic issues you stop thinking about your enemies everybody starts looking good everything becomes beautiful there is also a law that the more you think about a person you know whichever person could be you naturally start acquiring their qualities in you because you see this is all mental this is there is nothing physical over here so you see uh, there is also a fear here if you think about your enemies if you think about people you don't like you will attract their qualities so when you think about your guru because you have surrendered because you have fallen in love you naturally acquire their qualities they start coming to you and you stop thinking about other people and then the guru you go where the guru goes that is the beauty so you don't have to worry at all Uh, you know you become like uh, the bogey of the train right the guru is the engine and you go and attach yourself now you go wherever the engine goes what do you have to care about just enjoy your life after that no so simple so easiest is surrendering to a master shubham in saying grace is present all time we just have to surrender to it this is what raman maharishi said yes shubham you are absolutely right it is present all the time it is falling but if we are holding an umbrella and stopping it because and that what is that umbrella that is our mind that is our intellect coming in between no 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 i am going to try and i want to be sure that i don't take a risk what if i fall in the clutches of a fake guru no uh, that is a question which generally comes what if i surrender to a wrong guru so does anybody have that question what if i surrender to a wrong guru what if the guru that i think is a guru turns out to be somebody who's not so good what then and i am saying not anymore okay very good so would that mean that even if you fall for a fake guru are you ready anaya is that okay <laughs> no <laughs> then how can you say not anymore how can you be sure your guru is right you know your guru now okay i like that well you don't know nobody can know the guru <laughs> rajeshwari singh take u turn 
So um, let me share one more story with you guys. I hope you all have time. And you know, this also comes from, this is actually a real one. Somebody who is a very no, well-known uh, guru by himself. You know, he was sharing. So what happened, uh, there was this person, this was in the 1960s, 70s, okay? He was a miser. He said, even if he had to like spend one rupee, he would think 10 times whether to spend the rupee or to keep it. And he would mostly not spend it. So he was always... Uh, collecting his money and by the time he retired from his job he had collected 30,000 rupees and that I'm talking about in 1970 so you can imagine how 30,000 you know it was a like big amount and then this desire came to him that he needs to now take he needs to understand the Atma, Paramatma, knowledge, get that so he started searching for gurus he started going to different people and listening to their satsangs and trying to decide who will be the right one. Finally, there is one person whom he found and uh, he felt this seems like a right one. I would like to take Diksha from him. I would like to get initiated from him. Now, uh, when he went to this guru and said, I want to get initiated, the guru said that uh, I have a condition and my condition is that you have to give your tan man dhan to me. You know, the body, mind and money, you have to give it to me. So are you ready? So this person said, yes, I'm ready. So he said, okay, how much money do you have? And he actually told him, he said, I have saved 30,000 rupees in my entire lifetime. He said, okay, transfer that all that money to my bank account. And look at this person. He did that. He transferred all those 30,000 to his account. Then he said, you have to give your body to me. So he says, okay, how do I do that? So he said, I'm going to cut your tongue. You know, like in certain yogic traditions, the... Uh, the tongue is cut so that it can move backwards and maybe it will be painful but you have to do that so he said okay do that so he allowed his tongue also to be cut then he said you have to give your mind your heart to me so he said okay now how do i do that so he says when you do your pranayams which i'm going to tell you you have to think of me when you do those pranayams and this person started practicing and yes he could see a few lights he had some nice you know little bit of experiences but nothing major and quite a few months passed and then he went back to the guru and said like nothing much is happening and I thought you would give me the gyan so what is it you know what do I need to do and the guru said that is all that I know I don't know anything more than that so you see what you need to do maybe you need to go to another guru so he went and then he started searching for more people almost immediately he came across another person who took him under his uh, you know as a disciple and who gave him the gyan and he got it. Then one day they were just sitting, you know, he was sitting with his guru and he was sharing this story. He said, I wish, you know, I would have met you earlier. And, you know, he was still thinking about those 30,000 rupees that he had transferred. So he said, I told my guru, I told my master, you know, uh, I have given him 30,000 rupees. They have gone and I wish uh, I would have met you so I could have saved that money and I would have given it to you. You know what the master told him? The master said, the day you took initiation from me, those 30,000 were transferred to my account. Don't worry. When you went to that guru, at that time, you were just evolved enough to get that kind of a guru only. He was the right guru for you at that point of time. So even if you got cheated by 30,000, don't worry at all. It was worth it because... I had to come in your life at this time only. And um, those 30,000 also have been transferred. So now you relax. And then he said that made a lot of sense to him. You see, the point I'm making here is even if you fall for a fake guru, don't worry. 
I'm not saying go ahead, you know, use your mind, use your intellect, go ahead, do whatever checks you can. But even if you fall, and why will you fall? Because that is the guru which is pulling you. That is the guru who seems right to you at that point of time. And that is the right one for you. And even if you may feel that you have lost 5 years, 10 years, 20 years with a wrong person, the moment you come to the right person, the progress will be so fast that all those 20, 30, 40 years will be taken care of. That is the way it works. So what I'm trying to say is don't worry about falling for fake gurus. That's also worth it. It's all part of the process. Okay, just go ahead, make some moves. Don't keep sitting on the corner uh, of the river, right? Just testing the waters. Go and plunge yourself. That is what that works. And it is the shortest route. So just a couple of more things. This first was, as I said, uh, you know, there are many ways to surrender. The first is easiest is surrendering to a master or a guru. Trust me, it is the easiest and the simplest and the most beautiful. The second is you can surrender to your suffering. Yes, you heard me right. Surrender to your suffering. Don't be afraid of your suffering. Embrace it. Okay. Anything may have happened. Let's say today, uh, you know, you have studied for an exam and studied really hard. You didn't make it. Today, the results have come. You have failed. Instead of saying, why me? Say, yes, me. Okay, just celebrate. Say, thank you. I accept it. I failed. Something bad has happened in your life. Maybe, you know, someone has passed away. Maybe a relationship has broken. Maybe there is a financial issue. There is a relationship issue. There is a mental issue. There is a physical issue. Accept it completely. Instead of saying, why me? Say, yes, me. And you will see if you just accept it totally, what a transformation it brings in. That is also a way of surrendering. Surrendering to your suffering, not running away from it, not trying to hide from it, not trying it to remove it from your life, but embracing it. Third is surrender to your own self. What does that mean? It is about taking 100% responsibility for whatever happens to you. 100%. It is like, okay, whatever has happened in my, my life, it's because of me. And whatever will happen, I am only responsible. I take full responsibility and I'm okay with whatever it is. You can also surrender to your own self. So these are the, th there are many ways I'm just giving you three. But the best, to me, I find the best surrendering to someone. Uh, that comes more naturally. But those who are more intellectually oriented, okay, what happens is after having done all the analysis and that analysis I don't know you know it can go for years it can go for lifetimes and the master will try to answer all your questions and in fact on path of knowledge that is what is done more all your questions whatever can be answered there is a effort to answer all of them so after the intellect has understood everything and it knows what it can understand and what cannot be known it eventually just gives up it eventually lets go. That is what that happens. If you can do that by surrendering to someone, if you can find someone you can trust, nothing like it. Pandurang is saying best place to surrender intellect, path of knowledge. Absolutely. Path of knowledge is for the intellectuals. It's for the those with a very high intellect because the intellect otherwise does not surrender. There you get almost everything has been explained right whatever can be explained has been given over there 
and then you have no choice after that but to surrender so this was my take on surrender and uh, although it's 10 but i can take on a few more questions i'm sure uh, we can spend another 5 10 minutes if there are questions anything anybody wants to share or ask please go ahead so preeti rajiv is saying perhaps surrender is quickest way to discard ignorance ego more than shortest way to ultimate okay yeah so same thing rajiv because the moment you ego is the one na which is coming in between ego is what is between you and the ultimate or between you and you no i'm sure you would agree <laughs> how distance can be the ultimate yes it is right here right now but the ego does not allow us to see it that is what is happening so you surrender and you are there but that surrender itself can be done in one moment and it can take lifetimes it all depends sanjay singh how to know fake gurus at first interaction um i think you should first worry about being the right seeker instead of worrying about fake gurus we need to really evaluate ourselves and you know all the qualities of the right seeker have been given so go for that first check am i the right seeker and if you are the right seeker sanjay then you will immediately know the guru so you know i wouldn't even put a fake guru i would say that kind of a guru will not attract you at all i'm sure all of us must have experienced there are so many gurus there on youtube everywhere we listen you know all of us are uh, uh, do a lot of window shopping so we go ahead and listen to them and there are some who wouldn't appeal to us at all we would never go there but if it is about yes there could be quite a few who may appeal to you and then you may want to check uh, you know which one is right for you and who would take you who is the one who is attracting you who is pulling you uh, that is how you come to know fake occult masters i also think if you come across fake occult masters there will be a fear you will feel anxious you know somewhere deep inside we know that at least i'm just thinking from my experience i've met few people who generated fear in me when i heard them or if i saw them or met them so that is what and we have to follow that we have to listen to our heart who creates fear who creates trust who creates anxiety who is creating love our heart knows the answers yeah we must be wary i'm not saying you just go ahead and you know surrender to the first person that you meet no 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 not at all you have to do whatever evaluation you can do in your mind but i'm saying if you find someone and you are ready again it will also depend how bad your pain is how life has treated you and if you have realized that this is where you are living this world is not your home anymore you know those who are still enjoying their life they love being in the world surrender is not for them it is for those who have somewhere recognized that uh, my home is somewhere else seema is saying i think firstly we should surrender to our inner self then to guru very good observation seema and actually this is how it happens you've nailed it see even when we surrender to a guru we are actually surrendering to our own self without surrendering because what are you doing you are surrendering your ego please understand when we go and surrender to a guru that means i'm letting go of my ego and if i'm letting go of my ego i have surrendered to my own self but i may not know what needs to be done so that's why i still need someone else to tell me but i'm actually surrendering to myself beautiful 
very nice seema shilpi is asking muni according to guruji it is the guru who comes to the seeker rather than a seeker who finds a guru so it is guru who looks for the right disciple okay yes everybody says that and their statement holds true and how it holds true is that when the seeker is ready see the guru is already waiting guru is waiting even if you are not ready okay is always there but when the seeker becomes ready he is so hungry now that he wants that food then the guru appears and then the guru pulls that seeker over there before that it does not happen and it is the guru who looks for the right disciple because the guru is able to attract you yes you are right and now the disciple is ready to be taken it's a it's a two way process it's not a one way process but the seeker cannot know who is my guru right and uh, once the guru has his drishti on you he sees you he sees that you are ready then this whole process happens punam is asking what to consider when you are evaluating a guru okay a uh, very good question punam in fact you know what i'll do i'll share uh, there's a very nice article on this there are quite a few factors given and but i'll just share a couple of them with you here the most important thing is you look at the knowledge of the guru the knowledge is very important because that is what you're looking for right uh, if you have decided on your path you need to see has this guru walked on that path and do you think this guru knows more than you or much more than you so the knowledge is the most important thing and you also evaluate some people around that guru how have they progressed if they are progressing they are also getting that knowledge then there is a possibility of trusting that particular guru so knowledge would be the main thing what we do is we start evaluating gurus on the basis of how they dress where they live do they have a long beard what do they eat uh, you know really unimportant things at times so uh, these are some of the factors punam uh, don't evaluate on uh, you know things which are more human they are not important what is more important is the knowledge and how much the person has when you talk to that person do you think this person has that knowledge do you get that do you see the person knows more than you sometimes you may find someone you may start with someone who just knows more than you you don't know how much more that person knows um, shivani is saying does surrender mean not using your mind or analyzing not at all shivani that is not what it means it means we do evaluate we do use our mind wherever whatever that we can and if there is a point that comes that we feel okay i have had enough of you know whatever i could analyze i have done and i am being able to now trust this person maybe i cannot know everything right as i said when we go to a doctor we are also evaluating na sometimes we go to different doctors we take second third fourth opinion and then we say okay you know this doctor kind of looks fine so we'll go ahead with this person so similarly you you do use your mind analyze but i'm saying you can't spend your entire life just analyzing a guru if you will take on a decision and take a plunge that will be faster than just sitting and waiting and analyzing so there has to be the right balance over there preeti is saying what is difference between surrender and devotion very good question preeti and uh, it is the surrender that and it is the surrender that leads to devotion only after a surrender uh, the bhakti comes and you know bhakti is actually about surrendering bhakti is not about what we think you know just uh, chanting or uh, singing the bhajans what we think bhakti marg is 
bhakti basically means surrender meera was devoted to krishna because the moment you surrender you reach there you get it and once you get it you have no choice but to be devoted that is what that will happen rajeshwari is saying uh, with guru is it love at sight <laughs> so do you mean love at first sight or you mean like you know falling in love with the guru so i would just say that a point does come that you fall in love with the guru yes you do whether at sight or hearing or you know you may not even have first sight not necessary not necessary love at first sight at least with my gurus it was not love at first sight i must tell you <laughs> i didn't think that uh, i saw them once and i was like i knew they were the ones no i didn't know that but over a period of time it it developed it happened so that is not my experience i definitely liked them i can tell you that i liked them on the very first sight all my gurus first time when i met them and um, but was it love no there was like i liked them but the love happened yes over a period of time okay okay shubham is asking if surrender doesn't come naturally towards that guru then he is not for you this is my thought if there is some kind of resistance then wait and watch for some time yes shubham i would agree uh, to you it has to come naturally you're you're right it just happens you know like how we say when you fall in love like nobody can tell you is there a process of falling in love can a girl be told how to fall in love with a boy or the boy can be told it just happens right it's a chemistry i would i would just you know i think for lack of words any other term i would just say it's alchemy uh, and there is that there is something the trust becomes so much so beautiful that uh, you just go ahead and surrender yeah i would agree it can't be based on a blind belief because how will you otherwise just surrender so when when we talk about this it also comes to that can i decide when to surrender okay and who to surrender to we really don't know if it happens and when it happens it's the most beautiful thing to happen in your life most beautiful okay shilpi saying one thing i want to know is that being near the guru gives faster self realization than staying away from him i completely agree shilpi on this part the moment the guru comes in your life the changes that start happening you know sometimes the changes may be for the good and sometimes the changes may not seem so good but something may start changing that is also a sign that something is happening you know uh, because guru is, is acting like a catalyst sometimes even if the changes are not so good then maybe the impurities are being cleared up we always say that many times it happens and the more you spend time with the guru yes the realization is faster easier better and the reason is very simple it's all chemistry as i said when you surrender the more you think about the guru the more you you will also you know when you fall in love you would also listen to what this person is telling you you would also watch uh, his or her videos you would listen uh, you would read what this person has written you will start absorbing those qualities you would start following his or her instructions and all of these things would eventually lead to because this is all purification process see whatever the world teaches us we need to be very clear over here there is a survival process 
and then there is a journey into realizing your own self and these two are very different journeys very different processes whatever the society tells us whatever the world tells us on this path we are there we are being taken on a completely different direction completely opposite direction and only being with the guru you will take a u turn you will start looking at things from a different perspective and the more time you would spend because you need to be deconditioned that deconditioning is very very important it doesn't work otherwise because the world is going on you cannot be taken out from your world so the conditioning is still continuing you really need that support it helps definitely shivani is asking does surrender also mean accepting joy and pain as your destiny i would say surrender means accepting both joy and pain forget about destiny there is no such thing as destiny if joy comes that is also okay if pain comes that is also okay and that is what i said earlier na when you surrender to your suffering that you just accept it embrace it say thank you that thank you for this experience because what we say is joy is also an experience and pain is also an experience and both of them are an illusion both of them are not real that is what we have to understand that is what we have to realize what we do for the, our life is we are running after joy we want to continue with those experiences that give us joy and we want to run away from experiences that give us pain that is what we are doing that is what the world teaches us not realizing that they are the both the sides of the same coin you cannot run away from pain ever and you cannot have only joy it is not possible as an experience and when you accept that entire coin then you be with that which is always there which is here and now which is you the real you okay so thank you everyone for joining in asking such great questions listening participating and being so patient while today we really struggled with the net but anyways we it's all part of life so thank you so much and i'm going to see you again next thursday same time have a great weekend ahead good night